Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to the New Books Network. Hello. Hello to Kristen Daniels. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, except here in Israel, it's late afternoon. But um, you're speaking to us from near Chicago. Uh, Kristen Daniels, welcome to the program. And before I forget, because I always forget, I am Mel Rosenberg, and I'm the host of the Children's Literature Channel for the New Books Network. And I'm here with a spectacular person who is the executive director. I guess that's kind of like a CEO. Um <laughs> of a wonderful initiative that I didn't know about. And um, you guys are doing something incredible. And we're going to find out all about it. So welcome, Kristen Daniels. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you. I'm more happy. So tell us all about Bernie's Book Bank. Absolutely. So Bernie's Book Bank, we were talking just earlier. We are located just north of the Chicagoland area. We are a nonprofit organization, and our primary focus is on children's literacy. So we we envision a future where every child has equal access to books and the opportunities that they inspire. Um, but on a more on a more local scale, what we do is help to provide books to children that need that need them most. So kids that don't necessarily have libraries in their own home or access to the same books and early education pieces that so many of our kids do. Okay, so I, ha- I have a gazillion, uh, gazillion questions. Um, <laughs> Where should we start? Uh, okay, so um, let's start with, a, uh, with Bernie and his son, uh, Brian, who, yes. uh, who had this uh, wonderful idea. Absolutely. So our founder, Brian Floriani, began Bernie's Book Bank in 2009 um, after his father passed away and his father had been a huge advocate for education and reading and literacy, just a just a giant fan of books, if we can put it so simply. Um, Bernie had passed away and Brian had a life change and a career change and decided to dedicate his time and his passion to helping to provide uh, books and education pieces, literacy to children in and around the 
Chicagoland area. Um, when he made his original career change, he worked as a paraprofessional, so a teacher support aide um, in a school district not far from where we're located now. And he saw firsthand the need for support in the children's literacy movement. Um, and quite frankly, he realized that he could help a few children at a time when he was working in the school, but he just thought bigger than that, wanted to be able to help more kids. Um, and he started the book bank. So we came from very humble beginnings <laughs> and we've grown tremendously in less than so, 15 so, years. Okay, so, so uh, two things. First of all, he also had golf schools. <laughs> Right? True. So, <laughs> Brian was a PGA pro before he founded the book bank. It's a it's a wild, untraditional career path. And if you've met him, uh, you would understand why he's just that passionate. I if I didn't live in Tel Aviv, I would be on the next plane. Um, <laughs> and you know what? I would love to meet you guys sometime because what you're doing is sensational. And what he's not a, he's not a religious person. There's no there's no. There's nothing behind this. He doesn't want to inculcate children with uh, some love of some particular something. He just wants them to be literate. <laughs> Correct. There's no ulterior motives at all. When you meet Brian, you will understand he's a passionate person and he dreams big um, and he attracts that kind of attention and momentum. So he saw that there was a problem. Um, he knows firsthand how literacy and education was a big part of how he grew up and how his family functioned. And he wanted to make sure that all children had access to those tools. Um, so in his mind, it's a very solvable problem. And we are nearly 25 minutes million books into helping Chicago area kids solve solve that problem. Incredible. So uh, how does it work? Run, 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 run us through this. First of all, I, I guess your job, um, I read a little bit about your biography. You, you've been involved in the, all kinds of projects of uh, helping to run nonprofit organizations uh, and raise funds. So I guess the first thing you have to do is raise between four and $10 million a year. <laughs> That's a, that is a big range, but it's not far off. Um, so our operating budget is a little over $4 million a year. We would like to grow that because we know that there are additional children and schools that we can serve. Um, we're also looking to expand our efforts. So before you want, we get you, to- you, you want to do the world. Right? <laughs> May I remind you? Who wouldn't? It's a solvable problem. Most of us have had these gifts and everyone deserves them. So if we can, we will. Um, that's part of my coming on board in the spring is, is adding to uh, the initiative that we have here in the Midwest specifically. Um, but before that, essentially what we do is we partner with local schools. Uh, they tend to be Title I schools. So there are schools that at least 40% of the children qualify for free or reduced lunches. That way we kind of know that there is a need there, not some Something that we personally need to verify, but there's there's a need there that the school has verified, and we know that we are reaching um, the constituents that, that we're hoping to reach with our gifts. So we partner with these schools. Currently, we partner with about 1,200 schools a year, uh, which is, right, a wildly large number. We provide books to about 2.5 million kids in the Chicagoland area. So we partner with these schools. We go in. We, we source, process, and distribute is how we talk about it, but we we bring books into our facility. We have relationships with publishers. Oh, hold on, hold on, Kristen. What the I know, where do we start? <laughs> that, my job is to guide you through this labyrinth. <laughs> okay, so, so you have a, a way to identify the children yes. uh, who have a need for, for books. How old are yeah. these kids? 
So they are typically school age, but we provide books from birth through sixth grade. Okay. And um, because uh, I found out about you uh, through Carol Doringer, who was also on the program with this wonderful book about skunks uh, published <laughs> by Sleep Sleeping Bear. And the next thing I know, it was like five months ago, she writes on Facebook, hey, you're not going to believe this. Uh, Bernie's Book Bank is distributing 50,000 of my books, of, books. <laughs> of my of my stinking skunk books and i'm like going, wow what is this about what is this is this skunk lovers of america <laughs> and and I, I, it, it's incredible so okay so you, so you have the children you've identified the children and i'm yeah. guessing that many of these children don't have books at home correct Correct. Wow. We know the good majority of them do not have books at home. So uh, we didn't want to just provide a library space. We want to give them the tools that they can bring home with them. They can share with their and, families or caregivers. And, they could trade with their friends at school. And, and they, they get a Bernie. One second. I got to get it right here. A Bernie <laughs> book bank bag. Yes. <laughs> they get one of our famous lime green bags. I should have one in here so that I can show yeah, you come on. one of our famous bags. Um, we have eight books in each of the bags. There's a variety of new and gently used books that go in there. So all the students receive different different books when we come into their classes. And they, and they, always, get, they always get eight books. Yes, eight books, eight age-appropriate books. Does it come with lunch? <laughs> It should. You should see the kids dive in when they get them. There's nothing else on their mind. Um, but pure joy when they get the books. It's a lot of fun. It's incredible. So, so each kid gets eight books. So hundreds of thousands, well, two and a half million yes. children in the Chicago area get eight books a year or eight books one time. Um, so yeah, two and a half million books a year. They get eight books per year at school. And when we partner with a school, we stay with the school. So it's not one and done. We come back every year. When we leave there in September, we say, we'll see you again next September. And we, we work with the teachers, we work with the administration. So we know the numbers of students they have in their school, the ages of those students, so that we can get the right kind of books into their hands as well. Oh. So you segue. Well done. <laughs> I'm you know, catching my, on. A few minutes yeah. late, but I'm catching on. My next question. What yes. kind of books? Uh, it's a great question. So we have a variety of new and used books. We partner with publishers that let us purchase books at a far reduced rate than what you traditionally would. Um, sometimes we get overruns or the extras that they have. Sometimes we do a print run so that we can really target a specific book the way that we have um, with your friend or our friend, Carol. But we also um, partner with community members in uh, acquiring used books, gently used books. So we've got a facility here where families or individuals can drop off gently used children's books. Uh, we review them for content. We review them for style. We review them just to make sure that they're in great shape, something you'd be proud to give everyone. Um, and then we uh, we decide the age group that they're most appropriate for, and we've got some really cool tools that help us do that leveling job. Um, and the kids get a variety of books, so fiction, nonfiction. We have graphic novels. Uh, we try and be current. Uh, we try and make sure that we certainly make sure that everything is top quality, so that we can we can give them to children and they can continue to share them or read them as they'd like. 
as a picture book author and freak, what proportion of, as I am, what proportion of the books are picture books or early readers? Uh, that's a good question. So K-1, kindergarten, and first grade are the youngest school-age books, obviously, that we get into kids' hands. But we have partners in and around Chicago so that we're also getting picture books and board books um, into the younger children's hands as well, their families, their caregivers. Uh, so we work with women, infant, and children clinics. Uh, we work with hospitals in the local area because, as you know full well, and, and most parents do, the earlier that you read with a child or to a child or for a child, Child, the, the earlier that they learn to in, um, incorporate that into their their daily lives, right? The sooner we can get books to kids, the better it is. It's just a little different process when they're not yet school aged. So, 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 Kristen, you're also a publisher of sorts. Well, <laughs> we we partner with some really some really dynamic publishers, so, and we so, have so, great friends and authors. Yeah. So, so how does how does that work? Do you have an editor? Do you have an editor in chief? Who sources the books? Um, how, if you want to use Carol's book as an example, uh, how do you decide which books are the ones that you are going to distribute? Or do people come to you and say, hey, you know, we have 2,000 extra books, do you want them? I can't say enough about our operations team and our book purchasing team. So they work closely with the levelers that I had mentioned before um, so that we review all the books. We review them for content. We review them for um, just making sure. Hold that on, Kristen. Okay, but I, I'm jumping in. The books. Yeah. yeah. So where, where do you get the books? Like, can, can I phone you and say I have 2,000 books? Do you want them? Um, how, how does it work? <laughs> My team will tell you, we say yes to just about everything. Um, we, we focus on sustainability. We use everything we get our hands on. If not, we'll repurpose or we'll share with other charitable organizations. But yes, if someone calls and says, I have 2000 children's books that I'd like to share with you, we say yes. <laughs> and we bring them in house and we make it happen. So sometimes it will be, I've got a truckload of books at the end of the year that we'd like to be able to repurpose that we were going to recycle anyways. We gratefully accept that. And other times it's families and individuals that are doing some spring cleaning. They have children's books in their house that they no longer use and they bring them to us and we get them into the right hands. Okay. that, that That's incredible. I, I, I'm guessing that the the slightly worn books are books that people have loved and, and enjoyed and and are, are passing on. Uh, and yes. these are, are, are really high quality books. Yes. Um, but what I'm thinking, and I'm saying this out of awe, um, and the reason I call you a publisher is because you now get to pick which books. And if you say to me, well, we take all the books that are given to us, but is that does that give you the best books for these children? Or maybe so, it gives you, because lots of people have books. I mean, I can, you right. know, I can send you a thousand books tomorrow. That doesn't mean that they're good books. <laughs> right. You know, the field, it's an excellent question. So here on site, we've got about 35 staff members that work with us on making sure that the books are not only in great condition, but that they are the quality of books that belong in these children's hands. And we have some added dimensions that we pay a lot of attention to as well. We want to make sure that our books show representation. We talk about windows and mirrors. If you're giving a child a book, do the characters look like them, act like them, live in the neighborhoods that they do? Do they have similar interests? 
artists. That's important to us as well. We have dual language books. We have books that are particularly or specifically in Spanish that we get into the schools that are in neighborhoods that have that, um, have that as a, a thread into their community network as well. Um, so no, there's a lot of thought that goes into making sure that the books are not only in good shape, um, but that they're great content getting to the kids as well. Okay, but I mean, so how much does it cost for you to print? If somebody comes to you and say, here, um, I'm feeling really good. Okay, um, take my picture book and make 10,000 copies and distribute them. It'll cost you between maybe a dollar a book or something, right? To make 10,000 books. <laughs> right. So we, we talk about that as our print runs and we do, we have the ability to do that a few times a year. We've got some publishing partners that help us. And yes, uh, the cost of sourcing, processing and distributing a book we say is less than $2 per book. Sometimes it's far less than $2 a book. Sometimes it's a little closer to two. Um, but when we bring them into the facility, we not only have staff time, but we've got a really amazing volunteer network that helps to source, get those books into bags, make sure that they're age appropriate, make sure that we're ready for distributions. Um, so our team of 35 staff members is made even bigger by the volunteers that contribute to it as well. So some, some costs of doing business and some costs of physical book um physical books yes we we incorporate them both into our budget so a um a big uh, publisher mm -hmm. okay name a big publisher I feel like I feel like maybe you should. I don't want to show I don't want to show any preference. We've got a lot of really great partners. If if I could name them all, I would. Um, but I feel like I shouldn't name just one. Okay, so um, let's say Random House just for the sake of naming a company. Okay, Random House has to make money. Yeah. And they have to make money in an increasingly difficult market, a different world. Yes. They ha they actually have to sell books. Yeah. Okay. Um you and I can afford to give books away. They have to sell them. Um, are they going to uh, pick up a phone to you or Brian and say, um, hey, you know, we want to do something good for the world. Why don't you pick our best books, right? And we'll give you the plates and you can make 20 or 40,000 copies and have a nice day. Right. We are lucky that many of those companies have, we refer to it as a, a corporate social responsibility plan, right? There's a portion of what they do uh, that is dedicated to charitable organizations, right? Okay, so they, but, do, but, they do look favorably on us. Absolutely. But, but, but Kristen, do, do they give you, see, look, let's say um, I'm, I'm going to ask you a few difficult questions because Please. I really need to understand the DNA because what you're doing is so spectacular. Um, but uh, if I were a publisher and I had a social commitment and I mm -hmm. said, okay, I want to s tell everybody that I've given away 10,000 books, mm -hmm. okay, um, you're the best place to give the books to. But am I going to give you um, the best books? Am I going to give you the books that I haven't managed to sell this year? It's a good question. We get a combination of both. Um, certainly when a publisher works with us, they want to make sure that they are not saturating a market, right? There's a lot of it done out of the goodness of their heart. There's a lot of it done that they're getting their books into the hands of kids that maybe can't afford them now, 
but they will. <laughs> so if it's a random house and they help provide us with a ton of books and these children grow up with the books, the first opportunity that these kids have or their families do to give back, I bet they'll keep that company top of mind. And we, we talk a lot about that. Um, oftentimes we're getting books into the hands of children that do not have a budget to go to your usual bookstore and spend 13 or $15 a piece. Maybe they don't have transportation to get themselves or their families to the library right? So you're really giving them a gift that they can call their own. Um, and you're setting the tone when they think of their first books and their education and how they've been able to maybe escape or be creative or open up doors of opportunities they wouldn't have otherwise, they're going to think of your books when that happens. And mm -hmm. we would like to think we're a young organization, but we would like to think when that time comes, the first company that they're going to go back and support are the companies that supported them. Okay, but if, if I were, okay, so here's the thing. Um, off the top of my head, like take a, a very famous book like um, Elephant and Piggy are in a book. Yep. Okay, if I were working for you, right, this is the book that I want to dis I would want to distribute a million copies of. <laughs> hey, I'm a big Mo Willems fan. <laughs> so uh, does that also happen? Have you distributed a million copies of uh, Elephant and Piggy in a book or... Uh, um, you know, don't let the pigeons drive the bus. <laughs> I'm a big pigeon goes to school fan. Um, you know, I don't know, to be real honest, I've been on board for about six months and I don't know if we track specific titles and the amount of times that that has gone out. I'm not sure, but I know from our most humble beginnings that what we were giving out were good quality used books, um, and something like Elephant and Piggy, we're going to see more often. It's a more popular title, more families have them in their households, um, and more people then would be getting them back into that, that used book or donated book market. Um, so certainly the more popular titles are the ones that we come across more often on the used book side of things, the donated book side of things. Um, I, um, Carol's book that you are distributing 50,000 copies. It's a great book. I had Carol on the program because I loved her book. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you want to say a few words on how that happens? Uh, absolutely. And, so lots and, of times because this is like human kindness at its extreme, right? To agree right. to give away 50,000 books. Right. It absolutely is. And I wish I wish that I could be joined by all of my colleagues so that they could speak more specifically about certain examples. But essentially, the publishers that we work with will sometimes say there's a particular book or a particular author that we're looking to get in front of more people. Would you help us do that? And sometimes an author will self-identify and call and say, hey, I've got access to all this. How would you feel about helping us get them into schools um, or helping them get to, to children that wouldn't otherwise have them? Um, and so it's, to be honest, opportunities are presented to us that we, we act upon as certain as we can, or as soon as we can. And sometimes it's from the publisher. Sometimes it's from the author. That's incredible. But I mean, yes. um, if my publisher, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't think this is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. I'm going to take notes now. <laughs> if my publisher here in Israel. Uh, phoned you and said, Christine, you know, uh, we really, um, we really don't want to make much money from the English version of Mel's book. Uh, do you want to publish 50,000 copies? Um, like to all the, uh, there's lots of authors that are listening to this right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and, 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 and people in the process of writing. So 
is there the possibility for them to reach out to you and say, you know, I have a book. It's a really good book. Would you like to take a look at it? Um, maybe you want to make 10 or 20 or 100,000 or a million copies and distribute it to all the kids in Chicago. And the, the reason I'm saying this is because um, not everybody in this, I, I wouldn't say industry, but be, because for me, children's book, I'm going to now do my little soliloquy here. Um, I, I, I see this as, as, as like, um, I, I don't know how to, how to express myself. Um, my writing for children and a lot of people's writing is, is, is from passion. It's not to make money. It's to lose money. It's to write the best stories we can and, 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 and to engage children with them. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I am so in awe of what you're doing is because like you are in this position. You're, you're like, you're distributing books for free to, to hundreds of thousands and, and millions of kids in the future. Not because you're making money, because you're giving them something of value for their whole lives. When you talk about people as old as me, and, and when I interviewed Carol, she uh, talked to me about the book that she was read to as a four and five-year-old with such passion. And yes, it's good to make money from these things, but this is like a calling. I'm going to shut up now because I'll keep going. <laughs> It absolutely is. And I would tell you that just about everyone, if not everyone that works here, feels that same calling that you do. Um, And the tens of thousands of volunteers that help us on an annual basis feel the same way that you do. Some of us are just in a position where we're able to help more than others. Uh, But I would tell you the most charming thing about Bernie's, other than being able to get books to kids, um, are the kind of people that help to support it. The folks that volunteer, the folks that make financial contributions, the folks that help open doors for us with publishers or companies or authors that can help us do more of our work. Um, There's a very easy entry point and all the help is much appreciated. And frankly, the more help we get, the more children we can serve. And that's how we're looking to grow. Are there people that that support you with 50, 100, $200 donations? Yes. Can, yes. can you can you do this through PayPal? <laughs> we absolutely can. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the Bernie's website. So berniesbookbank.org. You can come and see firsthand. You see pictures of the children that we work with. You see the folks that work here on site, the volunteers that contribute to the magic. You can learn. You can contribute. Um, you can ask questions all via berniesbookbank.org. Yes. And, well, you see, I'm like a... I'm opening this for you. I don't think so. <laughs> a $20 donation buys about a dozen books for kids. Yeah, so we talk a lot about $16 provides a bag of books for children. So that's eight new or gently used books. We get them right into the hands of the kids that need them most. We partner with the schools. We're involved in the neighborhoods. We support them year round. And it's a it's a modest $16 contribution. I can't think of a lot of a lot of places that could um, instantly provide that kind of impact at that at that price point. We're really proud of what we're able to do for that. Okay, I think first of all, I think you should raise this to eighteen dollars. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> well, you're not Jewish, right? <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> if, if if you were a Jewish with the name Kristen, it would be interesting. But uh, <laughs> for, 
for for Jewish people, eighteen dollars is yeah. is high. It's a it's a blessing. Um, so any multiple of eighteen, one hundred eighty, three hundred sixty, um, this will appeal to Jewish people who like to donate multiples of high. Um, so you can charge people who aren't Jewish sixteen dollars, but for the Jews, you should. <laughs> Have a, a $2 surplus, you see, you're getting a high donation. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, but you have to be able to say hi. Hi. Okay, well, we'll work on that Oops. later. <laughs> Not that. So so uh, the first thing we can do is help you. Um, so so people who want to support this, it's amazing. Um, you know, I, I'm going to send you a modest check because I want to support Carol. I think it's, uh, you know, I'm going to buy a bunch of skunk books. Um, <laughs> I spent my life studying bad breath. I saw her book. I said, oh, this is, <laughs> this is right up my alley. It's uh, perfect. <laughs> um, and, um, and authors can write to you and publishers can write to you. And, um, and you're going to answer them. I mean, they shouldn't write to you. They should write to whom? Who, who do you um, write you, to? With, you, with can absolutely, you can absolutely write to me and I will get it into the right hands. If I don't have an answer, I am surrounded by okay. really outstanding I, teammates. I, I cannot help you with the big donations, uh, but I can try and help you with love. Um, what is, what are the other, um, like I know about PJ Library, uh, which produces Jewish books and gives uh, millions away to children each year. Um, what other, and Dolly Parton, what other organizations are there out there that are doing what you're doing? Sure, there are organizations that are doing similar work to us, um, but to be very honest, it's a it's a niche model right now. So again, you say not being able to help with a big check. We came from very humble beginnings. Um, we found a way to repurpose used books and get them to children that don't have them in their own homes. Um, I think being able to partner with the schools and the school districts has been the most helpful. And obviously being in a large network like Chicago, so we are outside of the city but we know the neighborhoods that need our services. And we are also surrounded by um, not only very generous individuals, but very generous and large corporations that have helped us in the past. So they help us by coming in to volunteer. They help us by making financial contributions. And it's, uh, I think it's kind of a perfect storm that we have here that I haven't seen replicated elsewhere. There's a lot of other wonderful organizations that support literacy and education for youth. And if we can partner with them, we absolutely will. But I feel I feel strongly that what Bernie's Book Bank does is not anything that is replicated that we have seen so far. Okay, so I saw an interview with him before the corona, I think, where he said, okay, my next step is to branch out and to conquer the world. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I, I, I'm in favor of that. Other than the virus, uh, what is keeping you back to do this in New York and um, and the California and uh, other places? Maybe those are uh, rich places, um, but I'm sure that they have uh, and children in either books in both places and um, all over the states and then Canada and from there to Europe and uh, <laughs> 
the Middle East? Tel Aviv eventually. Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. And Brian likes to talk a lot about it. So certainly uh, COVID-19 slowed down our initial efforts. I came on board in my position last spring. And uh, the thought behind doing so is for me to focus on Chicago and for Brian, our founder, and Darren, our CEO, to focus on expansion. Um, so we have worked with researchers to target what are major, major metropolitan areas areas that need services, like what we provide. But we wanted to dig a little deeper and see what of those cities have kind of a similar setup to Chicago, where they do have philanthropic neighborhoods around that particular area. They do have corporations that might be willing to contribute or volunteer. And we've narrowed it down to a couple of key areas, um, some here in the Midwest, some towards the East Coast, and hope to have more information on that really in the coming year. Uh, we would love to have at least one one more site open here quickly and then continue yeah. to go from there. So do you want to spill Bernie's beans and tell us uh, <laughs> <laughs> which sites you're thinking of maybe we know people most most urgently where we're looking to is milwaukee so just about an hour north of where we are here in the lake bluff area um, but similar in need to chicago a lot of businesses that there's some cross-population in terms of supporters that we already have um, and how quickly we are able to serve as many children as possible. And um, so that's that's where our eyes are set right now, but there's more coming right behind it, but Milwaukee would be our first target space. I have a great slogan for you. All right, let's hear it. Which I'm gonna donate. Uh, <laughs> Mil Milwaukee, from beer to books. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> if, they, if they can be good at both or we can be a strong advocate for one side of that, we will. Um, drink beer, read books. Um, so uh, <laughs> the, um, the last thing that I want to ask you, because I know you're busy and I also want to have a tete-a-tete -tete with you afterwards, just Thank the you. two of us, <laughs> is um, what, okay, so, so I'm a kid. I get Bernie's wonderful bag of eight books. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, um, then, then what happens? Is there, because what I'm involved in is what I call reverse literacy. Uh, I believe not only in putting books in the hands of children, but also encouraging them to write and to say to them, you know, okay, this is a book that somebody has written for you, but there's nothing to stop you from sharing your voice with the world. What I call reverse literacy. Um, what are you guys doing anything with the children once they have the books or is that the schools? Um, it's primary the, primarily the school, but we talk a lot about empowering children. So maybe you give them a book and they're able to escape from whatever goes on in their everyday life. Or maybe you give them a book and it makes them know that they too could be an author one day or an athlete or a politician or a school teacher, a nurse, a community service officer. Um, we just want to give them, right? unlimited opportunities. We wanna help feed their spirits and their ideas. So the schools, yeah, certainly help to manage and direct that, but we hope we give them the 
the dreams, the ability to dream big, right? You empower them mm -hmm. into thinking that they could be um, anything that they want to be. In short, it sounds a little cliche, but not everyone has that opportunity, right? So book ownership is a piece of that. If they read something that inspires them, then we've done our job. If they read something that they want to share to help inspire another kid, they trade books in the hallway one day, then that's that's great too. But it's it's meant to empower children and feed their spirits. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have chutzpah and suggest another thing. Um, when you give the eight books, give them a notebook and a pencil. I'm writing and notes, and and the book has on it my book. I love it. It'll it, it'll cost you another ten cents. Right, but it helps capture their ideas, right? And I, and I will help you run a contest. <laughs> I love that. And we'll pub we'll publish some of the children's books. Um, is there anything that that I haven't asked you that I should be asking you? Is there anything else that you want to share? You know, we we talk a lot with communities in and around the local area. And so I always invite people to come in and tour or spend a couple hours to volunteer. If there are folks tuned in that are in or around the Chicago area, I would say our doors are always open. We love nothing more than to bring people in to share some of the magic of Bernie's. But if not, I would just encourage our listeners to visit us at berniesbookbank.org um, and see some of the magic that we provide, see how you might be able to help support or engage or how we might be helpful in your neighborhoods near or far so listen um, hundreds and thousands of, of people who are in this I, I i'm tempted to say industry but you see it isn't an industry you've you've proven that it's much more than an industry yes it's a it's a movement it is it and is and for many of us it's a calling a calling and and um i uh I want everybody that's listening to um, to find some way to reach out to you. Uh, what you're doing is remarkable. Um, I don't know who among the people I've interviewed lives in the Chicago area, but I'm sure a lot of people uh, who are listening, um, their hearts are, are with you in this enterprise. And um, Kristen Daniels, it's been remarkable talking to you. Um, I, I feel ridiculously idiotic that I didn't know about this initiative before. Uh, <laughs> but but we, ha we have remedied that. Um, and, and I hope that a lot of people who didn't know about Bernie's book bank now know. And um, it, it's a bank, but it's a bank of love and sharing and understanding and literacy. And um, I'm going to start crying in a minute. So uh, what I'm going to do is thank you for being on the show. This is the, the first you. time that I've interviewed anybody like you with any enterprise of this of this kind. And um, if there are any other people who uh, want to reach out uh, in this uh, vein, um, wow. Uh, so count me in as a volunteer of some kind. And, um, <laughs> Thank you. It is our great pleasure to help empower children through book ownership. And Kristen Daniels, it's been wonderful having you, the executive director of Bernie's Book Bank, uh, a wonderful enterprise that shares millions of books with millions of children. Uh, and may you grow and prosper, as the Jews say. And uh, please uh, go out and come back in, and we'll have just that tete-a-tete. -tete. And to everybody else, 
This is Mel Rosenberg. You see, I remember it. The host of the Children's Literature Channel of the New Books Network. And it's been wonderful talking to Kristen Daniels about this remarkable project. Thank you. Thanks, Mel. Bye-bye, everybody, except you, Kristen. You go out and come back.